This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Tomorrow is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation across Canada. The day remembers survivors of the residential school system, the children who never returned home, their families, and their communities. APTN will be hosting a gathering tomorrow in Ottawa to commemorate the day. Mike Omelis is the Executive Director of Content and Strategy at APTN and joins me now to tell you a little bit more about it. Hey, good morning, Mike. Thank you for making time. Dave, it is a pleasure to see you in person. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Mike, I want to start with the individual event that is going on tomorrow in Ottawa. What are the plans? What's going to be happening at that commemorative event? Well, it is the national commemorative event for the uh, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. It is a um, gathering of survivors, and uh, there will be performances from uh, artists that are themed towards uh, reconciliation. There will be uh, speeches and reflections uh, from residential school survivors. The Governor General, Mary Simon, will be there. The Prime Minister and a number of other VIPs will be there. And it's just basically to remind the country what this day is all about and uh, why it was created as a federal statutory holiday last year uh, on September 30th. Mike, the reason why I started with that individual event is because that's one that people are going to have access to across the country via APTN. So where can they get access to participate in that event if that's if that's what they choose to do tomorrow? Well, if if they're in the Ottawa area, um, they're welcome to go to La Breton Flats Park. There, we're anticipating fifteen to twenty thousand people. Uh, it begins with a march from Parliament Hill, a spirit walk, a reconciliation walk from Parliament Hill to uh, the La Breton Flats Park. But um, most people aren't in Ottawa, and uh, there's a, a large number of broadcasters, radio, television, print. Uh, that will be streaming the broadcast and providing it uh, for viewers, including uh, AMI. And uh, APTN is pleased to to partner uh, with uh, AMI on this event. Uh, CBC will be there. Uh, Adrian Arsenault, I understand, is going to be um, in the park providing two hours of coverage. And uh, we want to make this distributed as widely as possible in hopes of, of touching people and, and causing them to reflect on the day and what it's all about. It's not simply going to be that singular event that APTN is going to be broadcasting, though. There's 35 hours of programming that are going to be on offer. What kind of other stories and other programming are going to be available for people if they want to consume it at home? Well, we decided to um, basically start um, with with uh, 35 hours of coverage this evening uh, in prime time. There was just, frankly, too many good programs um, that were that were involved uh, uh, with the reconciliation theme, and so we're going right through till six a.m. on Saturday morning, the end of the broadcast day. Thirty-five hours of coverage, including the broadcast. Uh, there's a, a Buffy St. Marie concert. It took place at the National Arts Center in Ottawa on the 16th of September, and we've packaged that uh, with our partners at CBC into a 90-minute special, which is 
it, it gives me goosebumps just just to think about that. There are um, there's a there's a movie that I saw again for the third time on HBO not too long ago. One day in the life of Noah Piagtuk, who is an Inuit uh, leader uh, on the ice floe, uh, and and uh, he was leading a, a hunting party met by an Indian agent who said, "Your community has to move." Uh, so there's 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 all sorts of programming that causes uh, hopefully people to reflect on, um, you know, what happened uh, to indigenous communities uh, through the residential school system that was established by uh, church organizations as well as the government, and and uh, the consequences of of those decisions and and how they've uh, impacted uh, generation upon generation of indigenous peoples. Mike, this is the second official day for National Truth and Reconciliation since the federal government declared that the case last year. But you're currently wearing an orange hoodie and an orange shirt. Orange Shirt Day has been around for years. I'm curious about the formalization of the day, what it has meant both last year and this year to have people more formally reflecting on the Indigenous experience and the residential school experience in Canada. Well, Orange Shirt Day originated in 2013, and it was started by a woman um, named Phyllis um, uh, Webstand. And she was a six-year-old girl when she first entered residential school in Williams Lake, British Columbia. And she, to her first day, wore a bright, brand-new orange shirt. And when she arrived at school, she was stripped of the shirt, which is symbolic of, of, of the treatment of, of uh, residential school um, survivors and what happened in, in those schools. Uh, that happened in 2013. Uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, in its final report and calls to action in 2015, um, recommended a federal, uh, federal statutory holiday be created to uh, mark the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And the government got around to proclaiming it last June and the first day was um, last September 30th. So this is the second annual National Day for Truth and Reconciliation tomorrow. What does it mean to communities? Certainly the reflection is not limited to one day. The experience is, is captured through generational trauma. But what does it mean to take an individual day to focus that reflection well, certainly uh, indigenous communities and families have been traumatized, uh, many of them uh, by the residential school system for decades upon decades. So they're fully aware of what transpired. But I think it brings the entire country, um, you know, into the conversation uh, and, and causes hopefully just some reflection, deepening of understanding and and. Um, and perhaps, uh, you know, more education about the educa educational uh, system, the residential school system. And, and uh, you know, there's a, a quote from uh, the, the former senator who headed up the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, the Honorable Murray Sinclair. He said, education got us into this mess and education will get us out of it. And so that's partly, I think, what, what the day is about tomorrow. And hopefully people will reflect. I want to come back to the notion of participation because certainly there's going to be programming on IPTN. As you mentioned, the CBC is going to be picking up that broadcast. AMI-TV is going to have that broadcast as well. But if you were to be sending a message to people who want to participate tomorrow, how would you encourage them to do so? And maybe even more broadly, to be cognizant of, of the movement of reconciliation and what they should be contemplating and considering as part of their participation? 
Well, Dave, there are hundreds, literally hundreds of events being um, held tomorrow in communities big and small. There's actually a big event today at uh, Mosaic Stadium in Regina uh, being um, put together in part by the Cowessis First Nation. Uh, I, I, so, so there are a number of different ways and places and events at which people can participate. But I think uh, it doesn't have to be uh, a, a formal gathering uh, with, with others. It, if people would just reflect on what happened, maybe go to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission website or the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation website. There's a wealth of documents. Just read some of the reports and, and um, just help deepen understanding. And, and it's when we understand uh, what's happened, what's transpired, that that, that can bring people together uh, and, and uh, further conversation. It's when we don't want to um, open our eyes and, and, and ears uh, and listen uh, that, that uh, you know, conversation dialogue just shuts down. So just, just uh, that would be my wish. Um, and that's what I have been doing and will be doing, just reflecting upon the history. And I think that that uh, makes me a little bit more uh, compassionate, open-minded, and, and uh, hopefully understanding. And, and I think that should be um, the goal of, of, uh, of listeners, uh, if they're able to. Mike, thank you for taking the time for us today. And thank you to you and your colleagues for all the work that you do. I know you're about to travel, so safe travels. And I hope the uh, ceremony, uh, the commemoration tomorrow um, is, is healing in some way and, and offers some solace to those who are there. So thank you for making time for us today. Those are very kind words uh, on which to end this um, uh, conversation, Dave. And I thank AMI and you for your participation and, and uh, support as well. Great to be here. That is Mike Omelis. He is the Executive Director of Content and Strategy at APTN. And be sure to catch APTN's broadcast tomorrow live at Le Breton Flats in Ottawa from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also tune in on AMI-tv at that time. Or if you miss it, you can also stream it on APTN streaming service, Lumi. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.